You are now listening to the London International Christian Church Podcast. Amen, church. You sound like angels right there because our God is indeed awesome. Can I get an awesome right there? Is God awesome or not? You know, it's so encouraging to be with the family today. You know, if you can, turn your Bibles with me to Ephesians chapter 5. Let's get right in the Word of God this evening, this afternoon. And, you know, I'm sure you had a Merry Christmas. I'm sure you had all that turkey, all that chicken, all those desserts. You know, desserts spelled the other way around means stressed. I hope you're not too stressed from all the Christmas food. You know, I hope you've not just been on a holiday, but you've had the holiness in all those days. You know, first of all, before I start, I really want to wish you guys a wonderful New Year in advance. You know, I think looking back on 2018, we must always say, wow, what has this year been a ride? Many things have happened this year, and we are just, just at the very door of 2019. Literally in a day and a half, you'll be on the other side. Literally in a day and a half, you'll be saying different things, hopefully. Literally in a day and a half, you'll be like, wow, time to start again. But the Bible says in Ephesians 5, I want to read something to you very special right there. But before I do that, let's have a word of prayer. Father in heaven, thank you so much that you are awesome. Thank you so much, God, for really, really saving every soul, giving everybody a chance, Lord God, to be saved. I myself, God, have wasted so many years of my life. So many years, Lord, from the age of 16 all the way to 28 of my life, God, I was wasting time. But Lord, you gave me hope, Father. You gave me a new chance. And I believe, God, that you have the same in mind for every single person in this room today. I know, God, that you've given us the greatest gift, which is your son, Jesus. And within that gift, there are many, many other gifts, God. God, I really pray today that you please move me aside, God. Please do not let me be a stumbling block to any of your children here today. Help me, God, to really just say what you want me to say. Remove, Lord God, my own life. Remove my experiences. Take everything away. Let your word, let your heart, let your mind be communicated to your people today, God. I'm I'm, I'm so unworthy to even speak to your people, God. These are your people. Your own very people. You chose them one by one to be here today. Father, please. Let your word come on adultery today. Be with me, God. Be with your family today. And it's in your son's name, Jesus, we pray. And the church said, amen. In Ephesians 5, the Bible says right there, in verse 14, this is why it is said, wake up, sleeper. I hope you're not sleeping today. Rise from the dead. Rise from those, those Christmas, you know, gloom. Rise from that, no, that easygoingness. Rise and Christ will shine on you. 
What an encouragement right there. That Jesus is like the sun that comes up every morning and shines his bright light on you. It says in verse 15, and this is what I love the most about this scripture. It says, be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Let's pause there for a second. It means that some of us will live as unwise. But we're going to live also as wise people. It says making the most of every opportunity. Because the days are evil. Therefore, since you know all this now, do not be foolish. But understand what the Lord's will is. And let's stop right there. If you read another version of this scripture, I want to show you something you've never seen before, hopefully. In verse 16, it says, redeem the time. That's what the King James Version says. Redeem the time. And then Thomas talks about every opportunity. It says, that opportunity is your time. Redeem your time. The Hebrew meaning of redeem means to buy back what was yours already. And as the year ends, you've had a lot of time this year. God has given you, I believe, the second greatest gift in life, which is time. And he's given you, and I, and I made a calculation of how many time he's given us each year. He's given us 31 million. Yeah, you guys are really rich. 31 million, 536,000 seconds every year. Every year, the clock goes back to zero. And he says, one more second, two seconds. Giving you time every single day. But you know, when he says redeem time, it means actually that, hey, for you to buy something back, it means you might have lost it. And some of us have spent our years in a sense like, oh, just, oh, what happened? Oh, I lost some time. Oh, time has gone by. Whoa. I need to redeem that time. And I want to encourage you today that 2019 is the year for you to redeem the time you've lost. That this year is not a time of wasting more time. That this year will be a time of really boldly reclaiming the time that you've lost all this year. Because you might have gone through bad things in your life. You might have gone through temptations, hardship, struggles. Whatever you've gone through, this year is going to be the time to get that time back. And to really use it to achieve what God wants for you in 2019. You know, when I think about 2018, I really want to I, I go back a little bit before we go forward. Amen, guys? And, you know, I want to go back to January 2018 where we had the winter workshop talking about greater love. Who is feeling loved here today in this room? You know, you know greater love really means like we need to really show love, right? And I, and I spoke to Victor Chang last year and I said, Victor, you know, I got a plan. My, I want my, my main goal is I want to love God this year. I want to love people. And then in December I realized, dude, you've not been really loving people. You've been controlling people. I was like, wow, so God, you really answered my prayer. You really made me realize the only way to love people is not to control people. Woo! Well, thank you, God, for answering my prayer. <laughs> now I know what to do. 
don't control people if you want to love people, amen? That's my lesson from January 2018. And then we had this year, Denzel and Tuli get married. You know, think about Denzel, you know, like Nigeria and Vietnam together. You know, those of you who know Nigerians, you know we're really difficult people. Ask my wife. <laughs> Nigerians are really the most stubborn Africans you can ever find. And I'm African, I can say it. I had a friend of mine who, is, who works for the, for the Dutch border, and he says, when Nigerians come to the border, it's like, alert, alert, alert. You know, but hey, you know, it's always awesome to have, it's only in the kingdom of God do you have Vietnam and Nigeria come together. And also we got Vietnam and America here in front of us today with Michael and Michelle coming together. <laughs> You know, this year was also the year of the GLC, man. We had the record amount of disciples from London going to the GLC ever. I mean, we've got to lift up the church for the efforts they've done. For those who are with us for the first time, the GLC is a global leadership conference where we all go to once a year. And we were in L.A. with 48 disciples where there were 21 baptisms of disciples being saved in God's kingdom. And, and I can keep going, and the moment of truth came when the EMC came. Woo! You know, when it's on your own turf, it's like, okay, let's get sharp. Let's get ready. You know, and, and, and one of our amazing brothers, Sean, heard it coined, I believe, a Grammy award-winning song. And that song goes like, EMC, EMC. EMC, EMC. I mean, that song was just so, I mean, wow, where does that song come from? It's just three letters, and you have a song from three letters. I mean, that was this year for us, guys. I'm just helping you to go back in time to see what God has been doing, guys. And then we had our own very Frank from Birmingham get appointed this year. And then we had Cassidy and Anthony almost come back from, from the States. We were also the EMC and back in Paris again this year. And then we had the Stockholm Church. And you remember when, when, when Casper came and he said, synergy. The church changed with one word. And the word synergy changed the church. Whoa, synergos. Oh, synergy. Oh, that's beautiful. And you know, that was one word. You know, and then we had Christina's leave us. And get a girlfriend in Australia. Man, what, what God, God is so awesome. And, and then we had our German dominator. Land at the airport, surrounded by all black brothers and sisters. <laughs> and then we had our amazing, you know, princes from the States trade the American dream for the European dream. Eileen Mangus joined us this year also. <laughs> you know, and then Tosin and Adobe start dating. Haven and Tasha start dating. You know, even, even Abraham and Kelly start dating. Wow. Michael Cash and Tamara start dating also. You know, this year has been a lot of things going on. And I can say we've used our time, in a sense, a bit wisely. Today, we go into 2019. And I want you want to help you to think about four things today. The four, first thing is time. Time. How much time has God given you? How much have you used wisely? Second thing I want to think about is the word repentance. I, I believe one of the greatest resolutions from God is repentance. The third thing I want to think about is something that I, I, I really call replacement. 
And the fourth thing I want to really instill in your mind today is reliance. Time, repentance, replacement, and reliance. Let's go to the book of Mark, chapter 2. My title for you today is, It's Time for God's Resolutions. It is time for God's resolutions. And as you go there in Mark 2, I want to read a list to you about all the resolutions that you already written down right now at home. I know your resolutions. God has revealed them to me in a special vision. And I was praying and I was like, God, please show me what Natasha will write down. God, please show me, Lord God, what Haven will write down. God, please show me what Ada will write down for this year. God, show me what Crystal will write down. Let's see what the Bible says in Mark 2. <laughs> in Mark 2, it says, in verse 21, it says, No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the new piece will pull away from the old, making the tear worse. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and both the new wine and the wine skins will be ruined. So they pour new wine into new wine skins. You know, the list I have for you, who wants to be happy? If you want to let me do it, what, let me, if you want to, who wants to be happy this year? Awesome. Okay, that's good. Let's see how that, let's see how that goes by January. <laughs> who wants to have a lot of money this year? Well, I mean, don't want money. I mean, hey, I want money. I, I, want, I want to pay for my kids. I want to get investments for later, you know. Who wants freedom? Who wants joy? Who wants, just keep your hands up, actually. Who, who, who wants balance? Who wants fulfillment? Who wants confidence? Who wants stability? Who wants passion? And this one is, who wants a healthy body? Oh. You know, you, know, you know what the statistics say? That by the second week of February, all these things, you stop doing them. Second week of February. That's still the first quarter of the year. Your resolutions are actually, they're not going any further than the second week of February. But the question is, why? Why is that we make so many resolutions? And I myself, every year, for the past years, before I became a disciple, always made resolutions like, God, I change me. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do that. But I end up never doing them. Why? The Bible answers that question. In Mark 2, it says that we keep pouring new wine into old wineskins. It says, actually, that everything we want to change, yes, we know them, but we keep pouring them into an old life. That our lives are not changing. That what we're doing is we get all these new things that we want because everyone wants them also. You all just confirmed that today. You all raised up your hand. Everyone wants the same thing, but what are they doing? You're not changing your life. A couple of years ago, I used to go to Nigeria for my holiday, and I would go home, and you know, Nigeria is so religious. Those Nigerians who are here, sorry. But Nigeria is so religious. And every year, it's like you have this crossover. That's what it's called. A crossover. It's like you really cross over. A crossover. And 
and at the crossover, I made so many, it's like, God, please forgive me for everything I've done. I'm so sorry. I'm going to change this year. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And the first week of January, I'm back to my old life again. Why? Because my life never changed. It never changed. But why doesn't it change? I believe we've lost track of what the second greatest gift is apart from Jesus. Time. We forget that time is such an invaluable thing that God gives us, and we fail to use that time wisely. I got three points for you today. Point number one. It's time to repent. <laughs> it's just time to repent. <laughs> if you can, turn to the book of Second Peter. And let's see what the Bible says there in chapter 3. Second Peter. You know, time separates your past from your future. Time is a relief. Time is given by God to protect us. Time is a gift specially given. When God made the lights and he separated everything and he said, you know what, I will give them time to mark the days and the years. Every time a new year starts, it's God giving you a greater gift to change something in your life. Second Peter, in chapter 3, we see what the Bible says there in verse 8. It says, but do not forget this one thing. That means whatever you're doing, don't forget this. Year after year, every single second. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. This scripture says, year in, year out. Old year, new year. Don't forget God isn't bound by time. God is not slow. The reason why people say, oh, Jesus is not back here is because God is actually waiting for you to change. God is waiting for you to change. And you might say, but I changed. Well, there's always room to change better. There's always room for improvement. There's no perfection. We improve our lives. You know, God doesn't want anyone to perish. Whether you're Nigerian or you're Jewish, whether you're English or American, whether you're Vietnamese, God doesn't want anyone to perish. God is just waiting for you to repent. You see, this one thing that I don't see on the list that I just read to you is the word repentance. That list just read, there is no word there that says repentance. What we want to do is want to add things to our life, but we don't want to change our lives. Jesus cannot be added to our lives. We must change our lives according to what Jesus says it must be. You know, I, and I believe there's an issue we have in the world. What we have in the, in the world is that people are actually doing what others want to do. But for us to really change and have a great and happy new year, actually, you must not do what people do. You must do what others do not do. We must do what others don't do. Change. And imagine as if this, this scripture is even convincing enough. Do you know what Jesus' first sermon was? Repent. So his year started as like, first thing I want to say before I do anything else. 
repent. That's what he's, before I, before I even give you more things about the mouth and the sermon, feeding the 5,000, healing the demon, before I do anything else, repent. That's, I was like, whoa, so if there's the first thing that should be on my list of resolutions, it should be the word repent. And so I asked myself, what do I need to repent of? <laughs> and what do I need to repent of? And I, you know what I did? I, I went back old school. I was like, okay, let me go to Galatians 5. What are the sins of commission? Let me go back to James. What, oh, what are the good things I had to do? Oh, Timothy, oh my goodness. I'm a lover of myself. Oh, God, please forgive me. You're an awesome God. My God is awesome. <laughs> and, you know, but we, the first thing that, I mean, God's number one resolution should be on your list. Repentance. You might think, well, but I repented when I got baptized. Well, we keep on repenting. <laughs> you repented just to, just to be clean at once so that the Holy Spirit can come in there. And now that you, the, you have the God's Spirit in you, keep changing so you can grow. Keep changing. Let this year not be a wasted year. You know, it, it's such a shame when you think about all the seconds God gives you and you don't use it wisely. You know what? You are in debt to God and to yourself. And that's why in 2019, I want to just inspire you to buy your time back. <laughs> buy your time back. Redeem that time. So the question is, but if God loves us, why does he ask me to repent? Why can't I just live life? I repented once. Just live life I want to live. Well, a relationship with God is not just about, oh, he loves you. It's about, hey, are you willing to change so that he can continue to use you? Continue. And the reason I'm saying this is because 2019 might be one of those years. Oh, clock, boom, hey, happy new year, fireworks, or oh, whatever. If you drink champagne, go ahead, whatever. And then back to the old life. Doing the same thing you did in 2018. I want to inspire you to actually to wipe your slate clean. Wipe it clean. Forget like, just behave like a zero-month-old disciple. I'm not an evangelist. I'm nothing. I'm just a disciple. And I'm a baby. When I want to learn, I want to grow. So God, I, I repent. First of January, boom, I'm clean. Use me again like you've never done before. That's what it is to be a disciple in a new year. To be a new person again. You know, I, I, got, I got an interesting nugget for you right here. You know, the word repentance, we all know it means to turn around, right? Yeah? I mean, this side, they don't believe that. <laughs> you know, repentance means to turn around. And in the Hebrew, it says the word, uh, another word says sheen base, which means to lead knowledge and never go back there again. But hey. And I, I discovered something new. I was like, whoa, this is interesting. The visual image of repentance is, no, nah, I'm not good in Hebrew, guys, forgive me. It says, nun yo chit men. Sounds like Chinese, but amen. Nun yo chit men. Which means, I'm, uh, it's, uh, wait, wait for it. It says, I'm warning you to leave that devastating fire. And come to drink from the water of life provided by Jesus Christ. 
it says repentance is just leave that fire. Leave 2018 behind. And go and drink from Jesus in 2019. I want to lift up a brother in the church. His name is Tosin. Where's Tosin? I like, I like Tosin. I mean, the West region is doing great things with Tosin. Watch out for this guy. And Tosin, when I speak to him, he always says something to me that's really inspiring. He says, bro, you know, I want to change in this area. You know, when you said something that day, it was like, wow, it really touched me. I think I need to change this. You know, last year you said something about loving God. And you know, wow, and I didn't do it. Now I'm going to change. I'm going to repent. I want to love God more. Or, you know, man, I just don't read books. I want to read books. This guy is always changing every time I see him. And I believe anyone who likes repenting will rejoice because he's growing. And so I want to inspire you. Be like Tosin. <laughs> Just be like Tosin. Just keep changing. And what I want to leave you with is a, is a practical. My first point. You know, a man once said, the greatest battle of all times was not fought in Africa. It wasn't the Buddha Olo. It wasn't the war in Rwanda. It wasn't any of those wars. It says it wasn't even in America with the American Revolution. Sorry, Eileen. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> it wasn't even the First World War, not the Second World War. It says the greatest battle is the battle of your mind. The battle that is waged by sin on your mind. You know, the mind is so crazy. You know how many thoughts you have? 40 to 50,000 thoughts every day. Every day your mind is thinking 40 to 50,000 thoughts. Let me surprise you. You know any are positive? You want, you want to know? Only 13%. So your mind is an autopilot and it can actually do horrible things throughout the rest of the year. Just standards. You don't even need to do anything about it. Just keeps coming. Just keeps coming. But at 13%, you got to work hard to do great. And so that's why repentance is so key. That this year will be a year about what? I really want to repent from the things that really wage war against my mind. I want to be that man and woman that God really wants me to be. That my number one resolution on my list isn't about me. It's about what God wants. And God says, repent. Point number two. My practical for point number one is study out the sin list again, guys. That's it. It's very simple. Just study it out again. Just say, you know what, where are my sins? What have I done wrong? You know, where, am I, where do I need to change in? Okay. For me, my biggest thing was idolatry. I was, reading, I was reading Ezekiel and I was convicted. It's like, oh my goodness, God hates idolatry. He, he, he leaves the temple when he sees idolatry. I was like, I need to repent of my pride. And one of the things that like self-righteousness. My wife, man, she nails me on that. My wife is so smart. Baby, you're being self-righteous. Oh, my goodness. That's my sin. I like uh, putting myself so righteous that I, oh, that I make others feel like, oh, you're, you're, you're so horrible. That's, I need to repent of that in my life. Not controlling people, but really loving people. That's, that's mine. Pride, self-righteousness, idolatry. Really specifically spending time and saying, God, change me in these areas. Kill my heart in these areas. Let your heart be my heart. Let your mind be my mind. Let everything that is in you be in me so that I can be a new person like you, God. 
I tell you, the time has come to repent in 2019. Because for us to have a great church that rejoices, we must repent. You know, point number two, the time has come to replace your mindset. Repentance is just, yeah, you know, you leave that house. That's true. We've got to replace that mindset. You've got to replace that house. You've got to replace that wineskin. And we see in 2 Corinthians 5 what the Bible says there. You know, I want to tell you a story of uh, who, who has a car here? Who has a car? Who drives a car? Okay. So when you go, when you go to the gas station, right, and you want to fill your, your gas, your, your, your car, and, and you look at the meter of that, of that, of that, 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 that thing there, what do you see there? You see the bill of the last person. But the only time that that goes back to zero is when you take that lever off. And it goes back to zero again. That's what the new year is. Clearing that bill back to zero. Going back to zero again. I want to inspire you to do that today. Do that tomorrow. Do that on the first day of the year and replace your mindset to a new mindset. So let's see what mindset you should have. Do you want to see it? 2 Corinthians 5. Let's go there. I want to show you what kind of mindset you should have. And when I read this myself, I was like, man, I need to change. (laughs) In 2 Corinthians 5, in verse 17, we see what the Bible says. It says in verse 17, therefore... If anyone is in Christ, that anyone in Christ in this room today? Come on, guys. The new creation has come, and the old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ. And gave us what? The ministry of reconciliation. Are you guys with me? That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. Not counting people's sins against them. Isn't that awesome? God is like, you know what? I don't want to count your sins anymore. I'm just tired. There's so much. I want to stop counting them. So just do one thing for me. Change. Be like Christ Jesus. Because it's just so much. I mean, 87% of our thoughts are negative. Wow. And it says in verse, it says, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. This is amazing. It says that you need to be reconciled to God, to really be back with God. And I think sometimes during the holiday period, we can, we can drift away from God. You know, holidays is kind of really, not really holy sometimes. <laughs> really drift away. And you can, you can even feel it in yourself when you're like, oh, I don't really have a great quiet time right there. I don't really feel the spirit. I don't really feel the vibe. You really feel that. Oh, man. It's like, you know, even reading the Bible comes a commitment. It's like, oh, my goodness. I'm reading my Bible again. Oh, I want to take a break from Jesus. You guys, you guys don't look so self-righteous, man. <laughs> I, 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 sometimes I'm like, oh, another quiet time. Yeah, let's just be honest with you. We want other guys. Sometimes it's really hard. But God says he wants to reconcile you back to him. And for those who have been reconciled to him, it says that the new is here. That means your new year reminds you of the fact that you are with God. A new year, even the word new should always bring you back to Jesus. 
The word news tell you about what God made the heavens and the earth. The word news tell you about the hope that Kobe spoke about. The word news tell you about the gift of life that God gives you so that you can be a Christ ambassador. But there's something that I want you guys to see. It says you're an ambassador of Christ. I mean, that sometimes we just read it over. Oh, ambassador of Christ. It says that you leave your old life of concealing your sins to be in the life of reconciliation. And it says you are an ambassador. You know what an ambassador is? You are a diplomat on foreign soil. You are, you are sent out by the commander-in-chief. You have a personal presidential protection around you. You can do whatever you want. My dad was, was a diplomat. And we used to drive in Nigeria. Those who know driving in Lagos is kind of hard. You know, like, you know, Michael was there, so he knows. And you're in Nigeria, and you have this plate number that shows you're a diplomat. And everywhere you go, it's like, oh, everyone, everyone leaves for you because they see that you are a diplomat. Question is, do people see that you're a diplomat? Do people see you as an ambassador of Christ? Because that's who God says you are. God says you are an ambassador. You are an ambassador. You, everyone here can be an ambassador. But what does it take? Replace your mindset. Replace that mindset. All those negative thoughts. I want to just inspire you. Please, I'm begging you. Change your mindset. Believe that you are an ambassador. My dad would go anywhere because he knew he had that plate number. <laughs> it was like, I don't really care. I'm just going. He wasn't afraid of anything. But since this year is the year of boldness, we must be diplomats in Christ Jesus. We must be ambassadors of Christ and go anywhere, give up anything, and do anything for Jesus in 2019. If there should be any resolution on your list that should be the second one, it should be replace my mindset. Replace my mindset. This should be your prayer. God, kill that mindset that I had and give me a new one. You know, I myself, I've been, I've been living as a disciple as a project manager. I'm going to be very honest with you guys. I've been a disciple two years and three months so far. And Michael and Maria, you know, they were, they were very, they were, they're really proud parents right now. They did their best to make me a disciple. Almost broke my bones in the, ba- in the waters of baptism. <laughs> and, and, and as a disciple, I've really lived my life as a project manager, really managing, trying to manage things, trying to organize things, trying to do this, trying to do that. And I realized that that mindset hurts God because I'm trying to manage God. I'm trying to control people. And I realized, like, wow, if I need to change, I must start praying scary prayers. And I, I've started praying prayers like, God, just kill my desires. I don't want to have any desire that is not your desire. I don't want to live my life based on my experiences. God, kill my experiences. What, who cares about my experiences? You are the most important. It's not about my resume. You are my resume. God, give me your heart. I don't want to have this heart. No, I want to have the heart that you have. I, and this is one of the scariest ones that I prayed. And I really want to inspire you to pray this prayer also. God gives us free will. 
And I said, God, take my free will. I don't want my free will because it's dangerous. Impose your will on my will. Just impose it. Since it's my free will, I give you, I give my will to you. And this is hard. It's scary to pray these prayers. But you know why I pray these prayers? Because I realize I'm hurting God and hurting people around me. And if I keep on going, I'll waste all those seconds of my life. I really want to inspire you today that replacing your mindset can only be done through prayer. Just really just praying, God, I don't want this mindset anymore. Take it away. Give me your mindset. And you might be thinking, well, I can relate with Tomorrow because I bring my work into God's kingdom. I bring my, my abuse into God's kingdom. Some of us have been abused, yes, actually. I bring my, 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 my broken heart. But you know, Jesus is the most heartbroken being in the world. Because it was broken for us. You might think, well, I've been abused. No, God is more abused than any one of us can be. Every day, everyone in this world abuses God. But he never gives up on us. You might think, well, I don't know how to love people. Well, God can change that. You might think, well, I've never been a real disciple. I've just been faking it, trying to make it. Well, amen. Change. Replace that mindset and go for a new year. You might think, well, I'm so insecure. I've been insecure all my life. Well, amen. God can give you the security you need. And so I want to really inspire you to let a change of mindset, whatever it is for you, be your second resolution for this year. And my third and final point for you is it's time to rely on God. This is the most, this is the hardest one. Because I myself, I'm going to tell you my, my resolution that I failed. This year I said, I'm going to pray three times a day. <laughs> Every I'm going to pray three times a day. And, and because I'm a, I'm a manager by, by you know, this, this mindset. So what I did is I put in my diary. Okay, you wake up in the morning, you pray. At lunchtime, you pray. And then going to bed, make sure you pray properly. And I really put it in my diary. That's what I did. That's just me. And each time I'm like... And the alarm goes off in the morning. Yes, I'm going to pray. Okay, and I mean, okay, that's fine. I did that one. That's good. And then my reminder goes off at 12, around 1, to go pray. And my mind says, oh, but, you know, you, you're in a Bible study now, so you don't need to pray. Oh, you're sharing your faith right now, so you don't need to pray. You're, you're doing the work of the ministry. You don't need to pray. I mean, you're doing, I mean, you're working with God, Right? Oh, oh, no, but, you know, but I'm with the kids now. (laughs) I'm doing this now. Making excuses to not rely on God. That's me this year. But I really want to change that. Because I realize if I don't rely on God, you know what happens? My last scripture for you today, 1 Corinthians 3. Let me show you what happens. 1 Corinthians 3. In 1 Corinthians 3, it says, 
in verse 5. What after all is Apollos? What is Paul? That means, who is Tomiwa? Who am I? Who are you? Only servants through whom you came to believe. As a Lord, as a sign to reach his task. I planted the seed, Apollos wanted it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters anything, but only God who makes things grow. That means for me to actually grow and for us, the church, to grow in this next year, we must rely on God. Reliance on God. Because even though you repent, even though you replace your mindset and you don't rely on God, you won't grow. And because God is a God that answers prayers, what he will do is that he will start giving you challenges to help you grow. But if you don't rely on him, you will fail those challenges. And I want you to, you might think, well, it's so hard. But you know what? Stay strong. Keep going. Because only when you keep going will you keep growing. If you keep going, you will grow. You know, the more you grow, the more you grow. And you know, someone, a man once said that a man on a, a wolf on a hill is more hungry than a wolf. So a wolf climbing the hill is more hungry than a wolf on the hill. Because that wolf on that hill is like, I need to grow. I need to do what I need to do to get to that top of the hill. And for us, I want to inspire you as a church today. To really make this your mindset. That I want to rely on God. I want to really rely on God this year. Let, let, let your time not be wasted. Let your time not be one that you just live 2019 without achieving anything. In closing, I leave you with this. It doesn't matter if you have to walk alone for a time. God is right there. Wait, watching every single move. It's walking with you. It doesn't matter if you're alone. It is much better to walk alone in the right direction than to follow the crowd in the wrong direction. I want to inspire you today. Repent of anything that is holding you back. Replace that mindset and rely on God. And it will make you grow in 2019. Happy New Year, guys. Love you very much. We would like to thank you for listening to that episode of the podcast. If you would like video versions of these episodes, whether it's sermon highlights or interviews, feel free to check us out on our website or view them on our YouTube channel. That's londonchurch.org.uk. That's L-O-N-D. O-N-C-H-U-R-C-H dot org dot UK. And for all other updates and information, whether it's services, events, or devotionals, you can find all that on our website also. Once again, we'd like to thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next one.